0: All right everybody, welcome to another exciting episode of Beyond the Barrels. This is, by my count, episode 11. I can't believe we've done 11 episodes. If you have not listened to all 11, do it. They'll help you fall asleep at night. And uh, anyway, we're glad you're back. I'm Matt Allred, I am UDOT's internal communications manager. And across the table from me are two very amazing people. Robert Miles. And Kristen Hoshauer from our traffic and safety division. Did I get that right? That is correct. Um, Robert, tell us a little bit about yourself. How long well you've been here at the division? What's your job here? What do you do for us? Um, just give us the give us the thirty
1: second. Who is Robert Miles? I'm the director of traffic and safety with the Utah Department of Transportation. I've been in this position about three years now. Uh, I've been with the department almost 19 years. It's been long. It's gone fast. It's gone really fast not a whole lot to tell about me. I'm a pretty simple guy. I love my family. I love being here in Utah and the outdoors and I enjoy being able to help people. Good.
0: Uh, I asked this of Terry the other day when we talked to her, what's your, what's your favorite Utah moment? You've been here 19 years. Favorite thing that's happened or most memorable even
1: most memorable.
0: Wow.
1: That's a good question. So Kristen started thinking about this as,
0: as Robert is too.
1: No, there's been a lot of great, a lot of great times, you know, with project teams. Um, I think probably one of my, my most memorable moments is being part of the operations group, the maintenance group in region two. And you know, the way you just, the, the way you feel when you see the work being done. Yeah. Uh, when you, when you respond successfully to a storm or when you help clean up an accident or you help clean up a, some, something's gone wrong out there and, and knowing that you're part of a team that really made a difference, that's probably the most memorable, those types of moments. That's good. All right, Kristen, who are you?
2: Um, I'm Kristen Hoshauer and I've been with UDOT for uh, probably five and a half years. And I've been uh, working on the zero fatalities program uh, in traffic and safety for three years, at the same time as Robert. And um, yeah, I just, I love UDOT, down from here. <laughs> and what is my most memorable moment at UDOT? Well, I'd have to say when the primary seatbelt law was passed, um, I helped um, Linda with that and the committee that worked to kind of um, provide data and information to get that passed and that was really memorable.
0: So tell us about, um, for those of us who don't know, What is the primary seatbelt law? What what's the difference there? Just saying you need to be buckled up.
2: So now a UHP officer or any officer can pull over someone for not wearing a seatbelt. Before it was a secondary offense. So they pulled over for something else, and and then they can ticket you for the seatbelt. Exactly. So now they can actually pull you over for not wearing one. So everybody. Wear your seatbelts. Exactly. We should Not just, just because this. you have to,
0: but because you should it's important for your life and everyone else. Well, and that's what we're gonna talk about today, a little bit. Uh before we jump into that, I just wanted to say it's interesting that a lot of the experiences we have that are memorable for us here at UDOT are all team based. Right? You talked about the primary seatbelt law and the team that you worked at yeah. uh to get that passed up at the legislature, and Robert talked about operations and maintenance in region two and, and you're part of a team You're part of a big picture and this is a theme that just it, everybody we talk to here at udot uh if you've watched any of our employee spotlights and we ask them at the very end what's your favorite part about working at udot and they always say the same thing it's the team it's the people and i think that's what kind of makes us unique it's a we're a really cool state agency and i think that's part of it is we've got this team teamwork family friendly oriented uh, environment here that we all work so. All right. So we're going to talk about zero fatalities, our zero fatalities program. Hopefully you all know about it or you've heard about it, but we're going to kind of dive into it a little bit here. Um, talk about what it means, history behind it, all that kind of stuff. And so Robert, I just, I wanted to kind of throw it over to you. Tell us okay. what, it, what is a zero fatalities program?
1: To me, zero fatalities is our opportunity to try and reach out and affect the people who are actually using our system. Okay. Right? It's it is behavioral based. It's different than engineering. It's different than than maintaining the roads or, or the work the law enforcement does it's it's trying to get people to make a difference in their own lives by the way they behave it's we really focus on five main behaviors um they are things like drowsy driving distracted driving driving while impaired aggressive driving and not buckling up so that's
0: yeah. um and it's funny because i think a lot of times we we focus on the seatbelt, right and, I, and there's a lot of focus lately on distracted driving too um but we
1: those five are all important. They are, they are. We have, as Kristen mentioned earlier, you know, we've had a lot of a lot of focus on the buckling up. Um, we've had a lot of success with that lately. I think um, our numbers has gone up since the primary seatbelt law went in. We're we're about eighty nine percent. So eighty nine percent of drivers out there buckle up occupants, driver, not occupancy. just drivers. No, yeah. oh. mm-hmm. um, but when you look at our fatality numbers, you know, about fifty percent of the people that 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 die in and, and roadway crashes out there that can be buckled up or not buckled up. So fifty percent of those occupants of cars are choosing not to buckle up that are fatal. So if you if you think about that, you know, roughly ninety percent of our population absorbs half the fatalities. Yeah. And Ten percent of our population absorbs the other half. It's, it's just it's disproportionate. It's, it's crazy. It's a huge behavioral thing that we need
0: to well, work on. And that's something that we I mean, we really can see just by the numbers that seatbelts do save lives. They do. And and we understand. There's accidents that happen and people that are that are buckled still
1: pass away, which is a which is a travesty. But man, your chances are so much better. There's there's really not anything better you can do when you get behind the wheel or you get inside a vehicle and buckle up to help protect yourself. Okay. Good. So our five behaviors. Let's go over them one more time: distracted, distracted driving, drowsy driving, impaired driving, aggressive driving, and non-buckling, not buckling up. Cool, uh, Kristen. What's the? How did we get to this point? Right,
0: we've got five behaviors now. Give be me kind of the history of, of the Zero Fatalities program. When it started, when it really became one of the focuses um, of our outreach.
2: Yeah, Zero Fatalities started in 2006 um, with Robert Hall in the Traffic and Safety Department, and. Um, since then, it's grown, and um, in 2008, we brought on some partners, and it's really just escalated since then. And um, we, we started out with, you know, um, parent night presentations at driver's ed classes, and now we're in almost, oh gosh, eighty almost 80% of schools now, public schools, doing parent nights. So it's just, it's grown exponentially. I mean, 96% of, of Utahns know what zero fatalities is, well when the program started in 2006, we were at 35% awareness. Wow.
0: So tell, you talked about parent night. Tell mm-hmm. us what that what is what is a parent night.
2: So some people might not know that we have parent night per, um, presentations that we give at high schools. And so driver's ed teachers, we work we talk to, our outreach team talk, talks to um, driver's ed teachers. And um, they, the, the teachers can either have their students come to the presentation or require them to come to the presentation. And the parents um, require the parents to come to these so that the kids and the parents can learn all about driving safety and the five behaviors really is what we're trying to teach them about. Um, You know, parents, a lot of times, if they're required, their two students are required to go to this, they'll come grumbling. Why do I have to go to this? I have so many things I have to do. And then by the time they're through with it, Happy. we have a right. survey we actually have a survey before and after and afterwards they're like everyone has to see this this is so important
0: and it's this is more educational than i know when i took drivers and in fact carlos talked about the videos they showed him when he took drivers oh, ed. Gosh. um you know thinking that showing us accidents where people have died is is going to shock us into but there really wasn't much education and so what i like about this parent night is there's actual education in these fight behaviors and, and how do we fix these? How do we how do we see these in our teenage and our new drivers? Right. Um, how do we fix these? So you, you mentioned parents, Night. I know there's other programs and other things that we do to outreach. One of them is the Safety Summit. Right. So uh, we actually did one of Carlos's podcasts at the Safety Summit. He oh, was- Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we ran downstairs into one of the rooms. And, mm-hmm. and you know Carlos, he's hard to get a hold of sometimes. His schedule's really busy. And we knew that he was the keynote speaker at the first day of the Safety Summit. And, so Grant and I were down in Provo, luckily, and we, we did a podcast down there. But you um, talked about driver's ed teachers. That was a big event. Our driver's ed teachers go to the safety summit. So talk about the safety summit and why we do so that. So
2: the safety summit we do every other year. It's a really big um, event that we have, a, a conference. And we bring together all of our partners and the people who work in those industries. So we have, um, we like to talk about the five E's. We have education, enforcement. Um, oh emergency services, services, engineering, um, education, EMS, and then, of course, everyone. So we bring all of those people together um, who work in all of those fields, and we have different tracks for them to go to different presentations. We have keynote speakers. We have people come from out of state um, to talk about different concepts or whatever. And then um, it's just really nice to all get together and feel like this this is our this is us. We are trying all to save lives on Utah roads. That's really what we're all there for. And um, just get together with our ideas and and really uh, become a team. Cool. So
0: it's a good stand. yeah. It's, it's pretty
2: cool. And the nice thing about this, uh, you talked about educators. This was our first year um, that we invited, and we had a specific you know classes on um, uh, for education specifically for. Uh, drivers Ed teachers so we invited them all to come and uh, we increased our participation by like over 150 participants i think which just yeah close to 180 so before we had about 450 people coming so yeah we had uh, almost 650 people at our conferences here
0: well that's what was cool to me is to see these drivers Ed teachers and our highway patrol and emergency responders and, yeah and uh, people teaching teachers how to put car seats in I mean it really yeah. was it really was a cool event and so uh, very cool from zero college what else are we doing there's a couple
2: other things I could well we have our Truck smart program very similar to parent nights except for our outreach team goes to the actual driver's ed um, class and teaches um, the students how to drive around big drives, semis yeah. yeah and that they do that oh gosh sometimes a number of times in a, in 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 a year to to get a lot of those classes, so that program has grown a lot too. Okay. Um, let's see, we have our team memoriam.
0: So this is a little more sobering. This event's right. a little more sobering. Tell us about the team memoriam. I know we've hopefully as a, as an employee you've heard about this. I know we do a lot of outreach internally to talk about it, um, and hopefully you've seen the books. These beautiful books that we put together every single year, the zero program puts together every single year. Talk about the team memorial and what it, what's the purpose behind it.
2: Yeah, I mean, and the last couple of years, Carlos has really wanted all of UDOT employees to get a copy of the team memorial. So hopefully, everyone who is a UDOT employee has a copy. And um, and if you haven't, please let me know, and I will absolutely get you one. Um, so our team memorial that we've been doing this for ten years, and actually this is our eleventh year this year, um, and we've been partnering with the Utah Department of Health and it's really just we reach out to the families of the teens who died on Utah roads the previous year. So right now we're currently reaching out to families of teens who died on Utah roads in 2017. So and it's really hard. The health department is the one who reaches out to them and we ask them do you would you like your child to be in this book to remember this person and this book is used to educate people specifically teenagers, teenagers. in driver's ed classes about driving safety, because when those teenagers read those stories, they can relate. Like, this kid, oh, he was in drama like me, or this kid likes to skateboard like me, and oh, I have five sisters, too, and I like to dance, too, and this girl died in a car crash. You know, it's it's very sad. If you read the book, make sure you have tissues. Yeah. It's, it's hard to read. Yeah, they're hard to read. But too. it is so important, and, and, and sharing it with your family and friends is so important, especially if you have teenage... Um, kids, just make sure to share it with them because um, they'll learn a lot about not being dumb. Really, our whole teen driving um, program is called Don't Drive Stupid. And basically, this book will help them not drive stupid. Just be smart.
0: Well, and what I like about it is it's from the parents' perspectives, Yeah. right? My daughter left this morning. This is the last time I saw her. And they talk about those behaviors yeah um you know and some of them aren't they're not the teenagers fault it's the fault of somebody else it's the fault of a distracted driver that that's not looking or somebody that's impaired and so um i like reading those stories and and it's true they're they're emotionally charged but you know we know anytime you want somebody to do something if you put emotion behind it the chances of them adopting that is it's greater um one other one. This is kind of a newer one, the Heads Up Program,
2: right? So the Heads Up Program we started a couple years ago, and it's we've seen a, a large increase in um, pedestrian and motorcycle fatalities, particularly. Mm-hmm. So Heads Up Program focuses on our um, vulnerable users, so pedestrians, motorcyclists, and cyclists, and um, we've just we've seen a lot of an increase in those fatalities, and so we put together a program that really. Um, educates pedestrians and motorcyclists and cyclists on driving safely, um, or not driving, but, but walking where they need to go and looking out for motor for motorists who may not see them, and just being aware. And then also teaching drivers to look out for pedestrians and motorcyclists and cyclists, really looking for them and not just you know an afterthought. So it's an educational program that we're we're always we're looking at what new ways too of how to educate people on this because this this is something new and we and increases in pedestrian deaths are up all over the nation yeah it's it's really bad because i I honestly think more people are walking now which is good for their health but it also means that they're out there on the road sharing it with vehicles who may not be accustomed to but but as
0: walkers too we it's hard for us just to walk right we we need to multitask and check emails and texts and we do have
2: distracted walkers yeah
0: we do have distracted walkers and and as much as we do have the right of way as a pedestrian or a cyclist um you still have a responsibility to to keep yourself safe and so it's good that we educate our motorists our people in our automobiles but we also need to uh, educate ourselves. One thing that I thought was cool that you guys did this year was this: we had sidewalk stickers or clings. clings yeah. yeah. Robert, talk about that. Where where did we put these? What was the point of these sidewalk clings?
1: Well, the whole point with this, with everything we do here, is trying to educate individuals. Like ninety four percent of what happens out there, ninety four percent of the crashes with fatalities we have are because of the choices people make. They're very very seldom are they really about the infrastructure that's there. Um, so these clings in particular were an effort to reach out to pedestrians and remind them of the environment they're about to enter. You know, Put the phone down, be aware that you're about to do something that's not inherently um, the safest thing you're going to do today. You're going to cross the roadway. Yeah. And there's going to be people out there that are distracted, so you need to do your part to not be distracted to help protect yourself. And we try to match that with, with messages to drivers, as Kristen said, to do their part. Right? It really doesn't matter at the end of the day who had the legal right of way um, if somebody gets hurt, of course. Because there's there's just no compensating for that. There's no, there's no coming back and saying, yeah, but I was I was in the right. I was right. I yeah. was right. Yeah, terrific. You were right. But now there's pain. Yeah, right. Now that we have to, and now somebody, some family, or somebody's got to deal with this. Yeah, this issue or this consequence.
0: So we we had
1: these clings downtown. In yeah. some areas
0: downtown, like heavier pedestrian areas, right? Yeah,
1: yeah we worked with our with our consultant and local governments to, uh, you know, to find some areas that we thought would be more most effective. Most of them ended up being in downtown Salt Lake to give it a try. They were yeah. pretty popular.
0: And they're on the sidewalk. As you're walking towards an intersection, yep. messages start to pop up at you. Yeah. Right. Yeah,
1: we had a couple different ones we've used. And I think the idea is popular enough that I think UTA is going to pick it up and use it at their, their bus stations or their train stations, I should say, Good. as a way to try and get you know, draw attention to the pedestrians as they're crossing the tracks. So you've got problems with that as well. So. Yeah, look up. Yeah, yep, exactly.
0: Well, Robert, we're in the middle of one of our big campaigns. Uh, this happens every summer. It's the 100 Deadliest Days. Yeah. What are the 100 Deadliest Days? What are we doing
1: about it? So the 100 Deadliest Days are, it's the period of time between Memorial Day and Labor Day. Really, It's not not always 100 days exactly, but it is a period of time when people are out and about a lot more. People are traveling and... and The weather's generally better. People are a little less concerned about ice and snow and and rain and whatnot, they tend to drive a little bit more carefree, if you will. Aggressive. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) We could say that as
0: well. Carefree is a good word, though. Right? Um, Windows down, top is off. Like, yeah.
1: It's the the great days of summer. Nothing bad could happen, right? Well, unfortunately, during these hundred of days, that's when we have most of our fatalities. Right? It's it's when people are, are are not cognizant of the decisions they're making and they're making decisions they don't even recognize that they're making. And so it's our effort to try and help change that behavior, remind people that you know, this is driving is a serious activity. It's not it's not all fun and, and just be relaxed and don't worry about a thing out there. It's it's a great thing. I love to drive. I love taking trips with my family, I love road trips, but you have to be cognizant of what's going on, make sure you get the rest you need, you know, yeah. Be driving, enjoy the scenery, not your phone. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy what's going on in the road in front of you.
0: So, during these hundred deadliest days, do we see is there is there an uptick in teen fatalities? Is it more men than women? Is it I mean, is there a specific group here that we're finding are more vulnerable to that
1: carefree style of driving? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> I th- I think in general we see those same trends that we see throughout the rest of the year. Repeated no those days, they're just amplified because the number of people that are out there. Yeah, um, I think we see our volumes go up. We see with that we see, the, see some of the crashes and some of the fatality types go up as well. It's interesting. I took the
0: uh, we're required as state employees to take the defensive driving class every year. I think, and uh, one of the, one of the points that they that they make is winter driving versus summer driving. And yeah, when there's snow and ice on the road, we're a lot more aware, right? Mm-hmm. The phone comes out a lot less when it's snowing outside. You just understand that. And so um, it's easy for us to slip into these behaviors when there's there's no outside influence that we think affects us. So.
1: We think everything's good then we we don't focus as much. But that you know that ninety four percent still it hangs over everything yeah. out there. It's it is what is the choices we make and that's really why we have zero fatalities. So we're trying to get at those behaviors. That ninety four percent of the things that Really, if we didn't make those decisions, those problems wouldn't exist. Yeah, zero seems like a hefty goal. Doesn't it? it is an aggressive goal. Uh,
0: Carlos kind of adjusted, or he didn't say zero, but the goal was to get under two hundred uh, in the next few years.
1: Under two hundred by twenty twenty one. Can we do it? Yeah, I think we can. we we'll, It's going to take work. Yeah, and and. People have to make the right decisions, but yeah, I think we can. We've, we've undertaken a few things that I think are promising that will help us get there, and uh, you know, the trends are looking like they're coming down a little bit Good. in the last couple of years, so we should get a little bit help with that. But you know, Even if we didn't make 200, fewer than, than yesterday. Fewer than yesterday
0: is better. Is
1: yeah. better, it's just inherently better. Yeah. My goodness, I can't imagine what families go through when somebody doesn't come home.
0: We, we had a PSA that I think went out a couple of years ago it was a man on the street kind of mm-hmm. thing where they went around and said how many how many deaths in your family would be acceptable this year yeah. right and and i remember the people looking like what like zero hello like why would any be acceptable um and the whole point of that is like yeah that's it's not acceptable for any of us right zero fatalities should be the goal but it, it, it's our responsibility as much as it is the next guy's Right, so look at those five behaviors. One trend I've seen that has gone up though this year, and I don't know if it's just me or if it's just more news coverage, is we've seen more motorcycle deaths this year.
1: We have, we had the last two months been particularly heavy. Oh.
0: Guys, look up, right? Heads up. Um, I don't know if it's us, but somebody said the other day uh, we're trying to educate our motorcyclists to drive like they're invisible. Drive like nobody can see them because that really is—it's it, hard to see a motorcyclist. Um, and, and again, I, I get it—you're part of the road. We should be respectful of your space, but you also have, have a personal responsibility to make sure that that you, you're keeping that in mind. Keep yeah, in mind stupid
1: drivers around you. Yeah, no, I think we all have to do that. If one one of the things I do remember from my driver training, my dad teaching me was to always try and drive defensively, you know, try and drive for the other person. I think that that's good advice. Regardless of what type of vehicle or roadway user you are, what kind of vehicle you occupy, or what type of roadway user you are, you, know, you always have to look out for the folks Yeah, as well. We should, if we're all doing our very best, then we'll have the best possible outcome. Of course, um, motorcycles—that's a tough one this to year. Right? About half of those are motor motor vehicles coming in contact with another motor with a motorcycle, and about half of those are, appear to be a problem with with the skills involved in driving the motorcycle. Yeah, there's somebody. Wasn't paying attention, or there's a medical issue, or they they got out of their comfort zone, they got out of their skill set, yeah, if you will, too fast or you whatever, too fast yeah. for conditions, too fast for 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 whatever for what they how to do, yeah,
0: yeah. exactly. Um, Kristen, we are so we're in the middle of the 100 deadliest Days. You're back to the 100 deadliest Days. Are we doing anything special to help educate the people about the 100 deadliest Days?
2: Well, this summer we're focusing a lot on our, on speeding and distracted driving. Um, so we have a few videos that we're putting up online. Um, we're actually doing a special um, public service announcement that will go on social media. And we're in the middle of production on that, and it's really just a, a couple saying, you know, sorry, we're running a voicemail, leaving a voicemail saying, we're we're running late. We're going to hurry. We'll be, we'll get there as soon as we can. And the next thing, the next shot we see is they're, you know, they got in a wreck and they're being put in an ambulance. So it's it's really just. You know, trying to educate people that though that speeding really won't get you there much faster. That time, it's that only three a bit, minutes. Yeah, right. It's an, it's only a little bit of time that you're going to save, but it could cost you or someone else you love or someone else you don't know their life. So just be careful about the speeding because it's a big problem. And it, like Robert said just, it, it sometimes tends to go up in the summer. And we're also work, working um, with different motorcycle shops on uh, getting messaging out to. To motorcyclists about um, taking riding classes, making sure they have the right gear, just really trying to educate them on driving safely, motorcyclists, and also educating the public on watching out for motorcyclists because we've seen a lot of that.
0: Well, and it it's required that people take a motorcycle safety class if you're going to have that on your driver's license, isn't it?
2: Well, they have to get they have to they have to get a special license. Yeah. But I don't think we have to take a class. It's really just answering the questions right on the test.
0: So there has to be some basic knowledge, but but nothing's preventing anybody from going out and
1: buying a motorcycle and just driving. It. Yeah, to get a motorcycle certification, there's a required basic knowledge set. But like you said, nobody checks. It's not like if you don't have that motorcycle certification, they're not, they're not going them. to sell you the bike. Yeah. Um, and so we've we've had, we've had a several dealerships that have been really good at at you know helping us advertise that it. it's a good idea to get training good. and providing some coupons for training and some some. Um, cost savings for, for individuals to be able to do that after the fact um, you Now it's It's like anything out there, you know, some people Believe they can do it without any just naturally of course And yeah. other people are willing to take the time it's training and become a real really proficient and really good at what they do and uh, we, we really encourage more cyclists especially because they're so the risks are so high in there yeah. um, you know take a, take a little bit go learn about your bike learn about how to how to really be proficient with that bike what it can and can't do, and what you can and can't do. Because the, the stakes are too high you wear a helmet, too. Oh, in my opinion, absolutely wear a helmet. I know it's not the law, yep. you know, the
0: quote-unquote law here, but guys, it's put a helmet on. <laughs> I don't understand. I, it, it's funny. You see people go down the freeway going, <clears> an now <smell throat> on our motorcycle, no helmet on. And I think, oh, if anything happens, there's no chance. That's, so put a helmet on. Uh, a couple other things. Um, we noticed uh, we had a pretty um a pretty cool super bowl ad this year
2: right
0: uh if you guys saw it it's the little girl in the back seat
2: your fault video you
0: can see, mm-hmm. yeah we call it your fault and uh the family gets hit on the side they get t-boned uh by another driver a distracted driver a distracted driver and as it's going in slow motion she looks at the camera right and, and she's in regular speed and she looks at the camera so this is let's make this clear This is your fault. My family will never be the same after I'm gone. And neither will you. Because you'll have to live the rest of your life knowing you did this. All because you wanted to text and drive. Um, That one was pretty impactful. We've had a couple pretty impactful um, PSAs um, over the past few years. What are the other ones that we've seen that have given us more attention and, and either caused people to cringe, which is... A good thing sometimes or cause them to laugh again, which helps, you know, hopefully put that emotion into it.
2: Yeah, we were actually kind of nervous putting up your fault during the Super Bowl. We were worried that people, you know, may have a hard time with seeing that. Um, not that we see her dying or anything, but it was something that we were worried about because of um, our video that we showed 2015 or 14. The twist. The twist ad, which we. Put on the Super Bowl, and it was 2014, and it you know it showed a, a, a young boy in a car seat who um, his parent wasn't buckled in and um, flew through the cabin and hit the kid. And in real life, that kid was not dead, yeah. <laughs> but in the video, he was. So um, that one, we received a lot of a lot of angry and also um, people saying thank you for that. So we we're coming out of that one. We we're nervous for your fault, but yeah, twist is. That was a really impactful video. Um, I know a lot of people watched it, and it was helpful in, in getting our primary seatbelt law passed because people realized that you know, it's not just you. If you don't wear your seatbelt, it's not just hurting you. It can hurt others. Yeah. So.
0: Well, and if, if you want to be shocked, if you go to YouTube, type in unbot. Unbuck- I mean, there are oh. dash cams of people that aren't buckled, and it just shows them just fly around the inside of a car like a rag doll. And, Man, it's New York
2: Cabs, yeah,
0: yeah, just crazy. <laughs> uh, there's one other one that I I thought was pretty funny. Every time we watch it, we laugh. It's called I think it's called Potty Mouth. Is that what it's called?
1: That is, wow. yeah.
0: What was that one about, Robert?
1: That one is again about that awareness, being aware of what other people do. And it was a it was a humorous take. We we feel like as you've mentioned before, emotion is an important part of this. You have to have emotion attached for people to either to remember the message yeah. or to desire to talk I about the message. It. It could be a positive or a negative emotion. And plotting mouth is one where we tried to use a positive emotion. We tried to use humor uh, to cause people to have a conversation, to be aware of what's happening in intersections, to you know, watch out, drive defensively, because we felt like that message was was getting lost in everything we're talking about is the need to drive defensively. And we thought this was a humorous way to bring that up and it was it was well received. So I'll-
0: You sugar, honey, iced tea.
1: You might be a good driver, but you need to watch for those who aren't. You to the You
0: can't It's really funny. And and emotion is part of that, right? I, I think the goal in a lot of these things, and we talk about this when we do our VMS signs every week, is the goal is to get people talking about it and whether it's humorous or it's shocking or it's something we want people to go home or go to the office and say oh my gosh did you see that um so
1: on fridays we typically put up fatality numbers you know we usually put some sort of statistic up there that talks about how, how things are going on the roadway right either it's number of fatalities per year or number of fatalities in a month or whether it's crashes or, or whatever it's going to be but the whole goal of that is to try and keep this in the forefront of the public's mind that hey things are happening right here on the roadway. And I can make a difference with the decisions that I make. Yeah. Out there. And and like you mentioned, if we get people having that conversation, then we know we've been successful. Yeah. Uh,
2: and actually to go off that, I went to a a, a what are they called? Um exchange. Focus group focus group. <laughs>
0: focus group. <laughs> I can't even remember the name of that.
2: I went to a focus group last night and they actually, the people who were in there mentioned, they had no idea that this focus group was focused on, on distracted driving or UDOT, but they said, oh yeah, those, those signs that say the fatality numbers, oh, every group mentioned the VMS with the fatalities. And, and, they, and when, they, when we asked them, what kind of messaging do you want to hear? Oh, happy stuff. You know, happy stuff makes me better. And I'm thinking, do they remember anything happy? Do they even remember our funny messages? Yeah. But they remember the numbers. They remember the
0: numbers. In fact, I went to a comedy show a couple months ago, and one of the opening comedians talked about how much he loves Utah and on, in the freeways, and he said, you know, we see those signs every week that say how many people have died on the roads. He said, it would really be unnerving if as you passed under one of them, the number ticked up, right? But they do. Like, it's, it's it's something that people talk about, and it's it's in the forefront of people's minds. So we do. We need to keep those in, in the forefront. Um, and the happy ones are fun. I think the ones that we get a little more attention on are the snarky ones. Right. Um, my favorite one, get your head out of your apps,
1: right? <laughs> Which is a distracted driving message. It is. Put your phone down. It is. That's a that's a message that's, that we're not the only state that's used that yeah. message, and it's, it seems to be pretty popular
0: and any conversation. We, and we do. We we want the conversation. We want mm-hmm. people to go back to their office and say that was pretty awesome. Right. Well, guys, uh, Robert and Kristen, thank you for being here. Uh, thank you for your time, Matt. We're yeah, gonna go. We're, we're gonna go over the five behaviors one more time. Robert, give it to us. Okay. Drowsy
1: driving, distracted driving, aggressive driving, impaired driving, and buckling up. Don't do any of those. Please don't. Right?
0: And as Carlos says, put your phones down. Guys, just put your phones down. We I, do Go ahead, Grant. I think you mean, please buckle up. Not, please don't do any of those. Yeah. We want you to buckle up. We want up. you to buckle up. <laughs> up. Yeah. So the four, the four behaviors drowsy drive, the driver. Don't do those. And then
2: not buckle and up. And then
0: a not buckling up the fifth. So don't not buckle up. Right? Does that work? Right. Okay. <laughs> Guys, thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. Appreciate what the Traffic and Safety Department does for us and helps keep us safe and educate our it. Thank you for your time. All right, that's another successful episode of Beyond the Barrels. Um, I'm going to put in this plug every single time. If you have any suggestions on what we should talk about next or who we should have here in the studio with us, go ahead and email us at beyondthebarrels at utah.gov. And um, I want to thank Grant Potter, my amazing uh, producer here that puts all of this together for us. And uh, he's a he's, man. He's
1: so thanks, Grant Potter. All
0: right, guys, we'll see you next time.